to the Renzo Republic. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another installment of the Remso Republic. I'm your host, Remso W. Martinez, the one and only, your liberty-loving Latino. Can I pull that, Ryan? Are Puerto Ricans really classified as Latinos? He's shaking his head now. Doesn't matter. Anyway, if freaking Cherokee Indian can be a senator and call herself whatever, I can go ahead and do that too. But we're not here to talk about me and my misguided, confused ancestry today. Today I'm here to give you a special guest. His name is Daniel Herrera. He's the chairman of Herrera PAC, a federal political action committee, a previous candidate for public office in New Jersey, former staffer for Congressman Robert Turner of New York and Matt Salmon from Arizona. Herrera is heavily involved in politics and the, on the federal level as well as within his home state of North Carolina. Daniel, welcome to the show. Hi, Renzo. Thank you so much for having me on. Not a problem. So e- each time I ever hear the word super PAC, the first thing I'm thinking of is top 1% of the country's wealthiest pumping God knows how much money into these super PACs to sway our elections. <laughs> well, well, that's not always the case. I mean, uh, sure. The, I mean, I think the media focuses on the big ones, uh, such as Crossroads or Carl Rove or uh, whichever ones that candidates are trying to, uh, I guess, try to get to support them. But no, we're, you know, we're, we're not a multi-billion dollar super PAC. Um, but we do have, we, we focus more on the grassroots level. We have candidates running all over the country. Um, we have candidates running in Florida's first district. We have candidates running in Rhode Island. And uh, we think one of our biggest victories are going to come out of Rhode Island um, with uh, Russell Taub. And, uh, you know, again, just to clarify, we, we aren't a super PAC. Um, we're not an expenditure only PAC. We're just a regular PAC. Uh, that way we can communicate with candidates and, and uh, with other organizations as well. So um, that's – you kind of caught me off guard. I didn't actually know there was a big difference. So super PAC, that essentially means that you cannot coordinate with a specific candidate or campaign. With yours, you can du- have direct involvement with them. Is that right? Right. It's, it's, so we can if we choose to. So, uh, so super PACs are ex, ex, uh, independent expenditure only. So um, they can spend as much as they want. Uh, they can't communicate with any candidates. Now, regular PACs, which is what Herrera PAC is, uh, we can communicate with candidates. Now, we can only, we're still capped at $5,000. I believe uh, we can't spend more than $5,000 on a candidate. Okay. So that way you can support a pretty wide range of people, but you can put small dollar amounts towards each of them to make sure you're getting them. You know, a good return on investment in terms of voters, activists, that type of deal. Absolutely. So, what being a regular pack is, we we just started. We're, we're all grassroots. Okay, we've been around for a year. Now, super packs tip, typically get formed when they already have uh, people who can donate unlimited amounts of money to the pack. So, we again, we're capped at five thousand dollars. You can only make a five thousand dollar donation to Herrera Pack. That's the most you can give. Now, a super PAC is unlimited, so you can give them a bunch of money you want. Okay. Now, just as kind of a disclaimer for the audience, you and I have actually coordinated for campaigns before. I was working on an independent city council race recently, and Herrera PAC stepped in and helped us out. I believe that you guys gave us an additional 100-vote boost during the last couple of days just because of the awareness you brought using social media. Right. And that's exactly what we aim to do. You know, uh, again, I think, I think being in the world that we're in now, we're, we're big on the internet. You know, most, most millennials, most people 
now get their their news from the internet. And if we can capitalize on that, you know, we why why spend a few thousand dollars on TV ads when you could probably reach more people running a Facebook ad or a, or a Google ad or a, or a YouTube ad. So I think that even though we're not a multi million dollar pack, you know, we we can definitely definitely give quality service. Definitely. So um, that that kind of leads me to my next question. So you were willing to endorse my candidate previously. He was an independent. He was a guy that broke free of the Republican Party to make sure that we had clear conservative principles being sure. represented in my ward. That's kind of gutsy. And that's not something a lot of people are willing to do, especially if they want to stay pretty active in party politics. Oh, absolutely. No, I understand that. We've endorsed we've endorsed across party lines, you know, since the beginning. You know, whether uh, I used to be heavily involved in New Jersey. Uh, I ran there for city council in Bayonne and I did what I could, but we we have endorsed, you know, candidates running throughout the county uh, who are Democrats. And it's it's because what a lot of people need to understand is that in heavily dominated areas where it's a heavily dominated Republican or heavily heavily dominated Democrat, sometimes you the best option a candidate has is to run in the opposition party's primary. And that'll be the best way to actually take over uh, certain areas. So we're not afraid to endorse across party platform. We're not we're not afraid to do that so long as you still have a conservative message. Uh, you're about lowering taxes, you're about individual liberty. You know, we're not afraid to do that. And again, if, if you're a serious candidate, you know, we're looking to elect representatives. We're not looking to get politicians. I think we have enough politicians in this country. Well, I'm I'm sorry, I'm still getting over the hostile takeover tactic right there. So <laughs> so you're saying you've worked with conservatives who have ran as Democrats. Right. And again, it's because of the politics of the area. You know, we, we tend to find a lot of people who believe in a conservative message, but they're registered in a different party and they want to run. However, they can't run unless they actually win a primary or get get some kind of party support behind them. OK, I, I see what you're saying. So is the idea to get these people to be the candidate or to run a hard race in the primary and in your case, since you're a conservative, you want to bring possibly the Democratic frontrunner more towards the right. Is that? Absolutely. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, ha- have you seen a positive effect of that? This is the first time I've really heard of someone trying this with the Democratic Party. I mean, obviously, <laughs> as a libertarian, I've seen enough libertarians run as Republicans sure. with the ultimate goal of bringing out libertarian solutions and vice versa. But this is the first time I've ever really heard that with the Democrats. Now, I, I think the best solution, honestly, to taking over a party or getting getting uh, some kind of ideology change um, is to run for these county county commission seats or, I'm sorry, not commission, these party seats, you know, whether it's precinct chair or a county chair. If you can get your guys infiltrated infiltrated within the Republican Party or the Democrat Party, Libertarian Party or whatever, you know, even some, some races are nonpartisan, but, uh, you know, speaking with, with uh, party-wise, uh, if you can get your guys in there in leadership positions to make the endorsements or to... Uh, basically run the county party, you know, it, it's supposed to spread. You know, you, you work on one county, then you get that county work on another county, you know, and that's how you're supposed to take over these parties. Uh, candidates can run for office all they want, you know, and they could be successful. A lot of the times they're not because these establishment candidates have multi-million dollar uh, bank accounts so they can just roll over, win a primary, win a general election easy. However, it's harder to do that if you can control the party, you know, whether it's the state party, county party, or municipal party. And I think that's one of the biggest things that we have to focus on is getting our guys into the, some sort of uh, leadership uh, leadership positions of the county parties. 
that that makes a lot of sense. Now, this tactic that you're bringing up, it's it's very Salinsky like, and I know that you worked at FreedomWorks for a while, right? Absolutely. So this, and I think Matt Kibbe coined the term, it's the hostile takeover tactic. For a while, everything you brought up, we've seen that work in terms of just the Republican Party itself, which was more susceptible to this type of tactic. We saw a large number of constitutionalists and libertarians kicking out the establishment hawks. But mm-hmm. as you know, we because I'm, I'm not going to say it didn't work. It did work. This is how we get Rand's Pauls. This is how we get Mike Lee's and Ted Cruz's and Justin Amash's. This is why we had such a liberty surge. Right. Do you think that's still the case in the age of Donald Trump? Because it seems like he really, you know, pimp slapped us around. Well, I think with Donald Trump, you know, what happened was we had um, eight years of a failed president. You know, uh, the economy's been doing worse. We're more involved overseas. We're spending money we don't have. We're printing money. You know, I think a lot of people are upset, and they they were ready to stick to the first candidate that really got to their emotions. And I think Donald Trump is just a fluke. I mean, you know, he spoke to the party base, and again, in a primary, that's who you're supposed to speak to the party base. You know, he was he spe- he's speaking to a ton of angry Americans who are just ready uh, to to they're looking for real change. Um, however. With Donald Trump, he's not the candidate he he painted himself to be. I mean, we've seen him uh, switch, you know, just as recently on on his gun issue. You know, uh, I think the Republican Party is in for a major correction. Um, throughout the years, every every party goes through some kind of correction. Uh, now, whether the Republicans win in twenty twenty, I'm sorry, twenty sixteen is 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 going to be a big factor in the party. Uh, with Trump, it looks like it's a losing bet, honestly. But I think that's going to send a big wake up call call to the leadership, and if leadership doesn't change, then I can, I can see a grassroots organization uh, coming up, setting up these county uh, committee members and, and taking over a state party and then eventually taking over the national party. Okay. So out of curiosity, in this upcoming November election, how many candidates are you working with right now with your PAC? Oh, I can't give you an... I, you know, I... It, it I could think, be a ballpark figure, like, you know, just... just a guesstimate at this point. Sure. So I think right now we're really focused on uh, three or four around there. Uh, we, do, I'm sorry, I couldn't give you an exact number. No, it's not a problem. Um, one, one of our one of our candidates that we, we would love to see get elected is in uh, Florida's first district with um, Becca Badlick. Actually, that, that's, oh, I know who you were talking about. She was recently endorsed by the Republican Liberty Caucus, right? Absolutely. And you know, we we're standing by her. We're ready to do what we can for her as well. I think she would be a great. Uh, addition in Congress, you know, she again, she fits into that mold that she is not a politician. She seeks to be a representative. But um, is yeah. she running as a Republican, though? She is. Mm-hmm. Are you afraid that Donald Trump is going to hurt her chances along with other down ticket candidates? You know, a lot of times, a lot of times, just running as a Republican or, or within your party line, uh, when you go vote, they tend to clump you together. However, I think she's doing a great campaign. You know, she she seems to be independent. She's not really talking about Trump. Uh, she's doing her own thing, and I think that's what's going to put her over the top in November. That's, I mean, that's a really smart idea. I recently saw um, Dr. Kelly Ward's commercials that she started pushing out, and I, I'm originally from Arizona, and oh, okay. uh, gosh, I I have. I have absolutely no love for John McCain whatsoever at all. But as much as I want to like Dr. Kelly Ward, the biggest thing that she did that kind of, you know, annoyed me Mm -hmm. was the fact that she put out probably a minute-long commercial just of Donald Trump talking about John McCain. 
I'm seeing other candidates throughout the country. I'm seeing other Republicans jumping on the Trump train. And while they may have been good candidates on their own, it seems like they're trying to jump into this cult persona, which she's bringing up. And I don't really care if the Republican Party, you know, goes all blitzkrieg on itself and just, I mean, the whole thing just implodes and everything. Sure. You know, it's just, I really don't care. But if I were the party bosses, if I were these precinct captains, if I had direct stake in what we were doing, I would not be sticking to someone that was like this. Now, that's a risk you get with any down ticket candidate. We see this with Romney, with Bush. We see this with everyone. But this time, it just does not seem smart. So for your endorsed candidate to kind of stick to her own race, right? that's... You know, I I think that's the smarter move. <laughs> Absolutely, and you know what? A lot of these candidates are tr- uh, trying to get on Trump train. Uh, you know, whether they're looking at a, at a primary challenge right now or they're looking to get into the primary, uh, it might help. You know what? To be honest, it might help them out in the primary because that's going to be your your electorate, your your base that's going to get you in there. However. I think that the candidates that do jump on the Trump train and they end up doing everything to start mimicking the Trump campaign, I think that's when you're going to see the defeat in November because there's just, it, it, you know, it's just ammunition for the opposition party to say, you know what, this this person, this candidate is just like Donald Trump. Uh, we shouldn't need that. So I think that's going to hurt them in the long run. This Trump train does not end now. We're about to take a quick commercial break. Be back in a minute. You're listening to the Remser Republic of special guest Daniel Herrera. Hang on tight. We'll be back in a minute. Take the show on the go by subscribing to the Rims of the Republic on iTunes, SoundCloud, Stitcher, TuneIn, Google Play, and YouTube. Don't be left out. For years, the Republican and Democrat parties have used social issues and crises to keep us at odds with one another. They've divided us into groups and pit each group against the other, while those in government have together collaborated to strip us of our liberty little by little. In 2009... I decided to do something about it, and the Rupert for Senate campaign was born. Government of, by, and for the people requires our participation, not as voters, but as leaders and decision makers. But the parties have made it all but impossible for real, ordinary Americans to do so. So this average American has, since 2009, worked to give the voters, at least of Ohio, a choice outside the parties. The message is simple. The Constitution protects every American equally, but it's powerless to protect itself. That's our job, and it's time we take it seriously. You can learn more about my campaign at scottrupert.com. I'm Scott Rupert, independent candidate for Ohio's U.S. Senate, and I approve of this message. Our special guest, Daniel Herrera from Herrera Pack, still on. Daniel, are you there? Yes, sir. Perfect. So this Trump train still continues. We're seeing a large number of Republican down-ticket candidates mimicking the Donald's behavior. And uh, this is just something that, you know, I, I've seen worry me. On, um, on many occasions, we've seen these great Tea Party activists try and come up and go to Washington. We have one of my personal favorites, Becky Gerritsen, try and take on Martha Roby. We had Harry Grigo here in Virginia try and take on Bob Goodlatte. And while we're seeing the establishment pretty much, you know, stay stay with a stable ground, 
we're seeing larger numbers of people trying to become their own Rorschach figure of Donald Trump. And while I don't necessarily think that this is just the Republican Party trying to rebrand the party, I'm seeing a lot of people not just taking Trump's personality, but now they're taking his policies. And that's a very risky thing because you're supposed – when you run with a party, you're supposed to be of that party's ideology. If I'm going to run this as a Democrat, people who, are, who typically want to vote Democrat are going to want to vote for a progressive. If I'm going to vote – if I'm just your, you know, your regular non-informed voter and I'm going to vote for a Republican, I'm going to hope that that person's a conservative. Trump is running on closed borders. Trump is running on fair trade, which is anything but fair. Trump is running on all these crazy progressive policies, which are far, far away from what I thought conservatism used to be. It, do, do you agree with that? Do you not agree with that? What are your thoughts on that? Is he I mean, distorting I, I, conservatism? Sure. I, I mean, absolutely. Look, I, I, I'm 100 percent on board with that. Uh, I originally was a Ron Paul guy in 2012. Um, I thought Ron Paul did a great great job at uh getting getting the millennials involved uh i mean i'm all for free trade you know i'm all for free markets i think free markets are the best way that we're gonna uh correct our financial situation that we're in you know um i think that we should be uh, very peaceful you know we, we're spending too much money that we have we're, we're racking up a uh a debt you know that we can't pay for and it's gonna it's gonna it's gonna end up hurting us in the long run if we don't take care of this now uh donald trump hasn't put out any specific plan, honestly, um, and he seems to be flopping on anything that he has made solid this week. Uh, again, let's just as the gun issue. So I, I don't know what we're going to get with Trump, but uh, I mean, it's, it's looking pretty bad right now. Yeah. So I'm just thinking right now. Let's say I'm one of your candidates. Sure. I'm in a uh, I'm in a district where the odds are really against me, mm-hmm. and I'm running on a very conservative constitutionalist platform i'm only singing my own song i'm a real man i'm not a party man would you tell me a stick of that or would you tell me a stick the party line even if that meant echoing trump if it assured that i won you know i I, i've always been about stick to your principles you know i think i think the fact that Candidates who say one thing, flop, and then uh, get softer in the general election tend to do more damage uh, to our country than anything. I again, that's why Herrera Pack is here. You know, candidates who who are true to their principles, who are who are serious about being a representative and not a politician. That's who I want to help out. Those are the people that I want to get into to Congress. Those are the people I want to get in state houses. You know, those are the people who I want to get elected. Now, I would always advocate that you stick to your principles uh, because at the end of the day, I think more people are going to respect that. And they're going to see you as more of a human being, someone who cares about them, not just echoing what they hear on, on TV. You know, we our, our society looks at politicians and they think they're all liars. But I think if you and that's, you know, sometimes it's the case. I think majority of the time that's the case. Um, but if you stick to your principles and you show the community, if you knock on doors, you have to put in work, you know. Just be just getting on getting on the ballot doesn't mean you're going to win. You know, just just putting up a Facebook post doesn't mean you're going to win. You need to get out there. You need to introduce yourself to the community. You need to be knocking on doors. You need to be going to these events. You need to uh, be meeting with veterans. You need to be going uh, doing volunteer work. That that's how you win elections. That's how it's done. People have to see you as a human being who's not just echoing a message that they heard on Fox News or they read on some Facebook post. You have to show that you care. And I think everyone who actually puts in the effort to go knock on doors and do what they have to do those are the guys who are going to get rewarded but daniel 
As we've seen, all I have to do is go on a stage of a microphone and talk about how all Mexicans are rapists and how China's <laughs> just beating us up and how we've got a feckless, spineless president and how everyone's just a loser. I saw it on 60 Minutes. They did a profile on Carol and Kenneth. Hello. Look at these people. Boy, what a bunch of losers, I'll tell you. Do, do, you, think you, know, the, I, do you think the public's I, temperament is changing? No, because I no, agree I, with you. I want to agree with you on that, but at the same time, I'm terrified I, I because every again, political prediction I've made for the past year has been absolutely wrong. I'm just really pessimistic at this point. <laughs> well, don't get pessimistic about it. You know, we need to, we need to stay positive. Uh, you could do that. You know, you can go up there and you could you could do all that. You could say Mexicans are rapists or or echo whatever Donald Trump is saying now. Um, and you know what? You might just might win a primary. But at the end of the day, you have to win the general election. And I think most of America, most Americans do not agree uh, with Donald Trump's statements like that or anyone who's, who's going to say that and put a blanket uh, category over a group of people. Um, if you do what I say and you go on knock on doors, the general public is going to love it because they're going to see that you care. You're not only touching Republican voters, you're touching independent voters, you're touching Democrats. You know, these are the people who, who are time and time again are so sick of their party or their candidates kind of going against them, which is why Hillary Clinton is struggling right now. Uh, this is why she had a crazy primary season. She couldn't shake off Bernie Sanders uh, because she can't, she, it's a Clinton. You know, it's somebody who's been heavily involved in politics who will change to whatever the polls say, and people are just sick and tired of that. Yeah, I mean, I agree with you. Hillary's been feeling the burn this entire year. And, um, you know, I'm... I'm a libertarian, and there's nothing more schizophrenic than putting seven libertarians in the room, and you're going to get seven different definitions of libertarianism. Sure, of course. And, uh, you know, with, with the Tea Party, m maybe I'm a romantic on the inside, but it started off as one thing, and now it's brought us Trump. I, I believe with what you're saying, I believe that at local elections, city council, maybe congressional, stuff like that, I think you could still go about that message, but seeing that with our federal politicians, it's just, it's it's all about who can out crazy each other. True, um, but you know what? I mean, be <laughs> at the same time. I think that the the old saying, "All politics are local," stands true. I mean, look, if you can get enough. Uh, cities flipped. If you can flip a city, if you can flip a county, if you can cl flip a uh, state house, if you can flip a uh, some little districts in your in your in your state to make that go your way, you know you can slowly end up taking uh, congressional seats. You can slowly start taking U.S. Senate seats. You know, um, and it all starts with that. But you know when when, when you mentioned uh, uh, who can outraise, you know. Uh, which candidate can outraise uh, with which other one? You know, I think we're starting to see a turn in that. You know, like I said, down in Florida in first congressional district, Rebecca Badlick. You know, she just she just broke a hundred thousand dollars, and what she is hell? not backed by anyone. Seriously? She, right. She just broke a hundred thousand dollars, and she is not she is not a uh, you know being bankrolled by any multi million campaign. She's you mean no this Coke is it. Brothers? This is the election of no no big time MR, NRA or anything like that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, not that I know of at least. But hey, you know, if, she's, if she's I ever she run for office, do. Koch brothers, I will gladly take all your money. <laughs> I will gladly do it. There's no judgment. <laughs> but no, that is absolutely fantastic. And she she just really came into this recently, and she's raised how much again? 
She, she, I think she just broke $100,000. That is remarkable. That yeah. is remarkable. This is, this is the election year where these candidates are going to have to be are forced to, to do what they have to do for the communities. You know, this, I'm a little shocked, though. I'm a little, I am a little disappointed overall because this election season shouldn't be about Donald Trump. You know, this election should be about Uber. It should be about Airbnb. You know, it should be about the free market uh, that is starting to come up and seeing that this government is starting to slap down. Right on. So, Daniel, we're about to take a quick commercial break for all our viewers at home and listeners. You're listening to the Remster Republic. Hang on tight. We'll be back in a minute. What's our problem with messaging the ideas of liberty? Is it the ideas? Is it the people? Maybe it's both. Maybe it's the fact that we're just not doing it in a smart type of way. This is where the Libertarian Youth Caucus comes in. The Libertarian Youth Caucus represents the millennial wing of the Libertarian Party. They're trying to expand the party base while finding new ways to communicate simple, timeless principles such as open minds and free markets. What we need to know is how to find the next generation of voters and make them vote for liberty. We can have a smaller government and a freer economy in our lifetime. And I believe that if we want to help invest in the Libertarian Party, the best way to do so is with the Libertarian Youth Caucus. Learn more about them today at lyc.silkstart.com. That's lyc.silkstart.com. This message is approved by the Libertarian Youth Caucus. Welcome back to the show. We're here with Daniel Herrera. So we're going to finish off. We're going to do a little something different. This is, you know, you've actually taught me a few things about how parties are going, about the difference between a super PAC and a regular PAC. Mm -hmm. So I've, you know, I've been a part of campaigns. I've been a policy analyst. Sure. I've been a deputy campaign manager. I've been a campaign manager. And I've always generally been a third parties i've either ran and i've either worked on independent campaigns or libertarian campaigns but i i vote split ticket because i agree with what you stated earlier it's not about parties it's about principle it's about sometimes you're gonna have to go across party lines to make sure that your principles are being pushed out so that the change that you want is actually being affected so if let's say here i am Remso Martinez. I want to run for state senate in 2023-2024, and I'm coming to you as a consultant. Is so that a, is that a hint on, on the future? Oh, not at all. I, I you know, <laughs> not at all. I love myself too much to put myself through that. God no. Uh, I'm gonna have to take a really hot shower after this. <laughs> there, there's no bigger insult than going up to somebody and saying you're a great politician. <laughs> I said that to the incumbent Republican Jeff Helgeson on the city council race. He, uh, you know, just not the nicest guy, and he was going around causing some mischief. And I remember one time he came up to me, tried to tried to start up a conversation. I was like, you know what, Jeff, you're a really great politician. And he was like, oh well, thank you. And I was like, that's exactly why we're running against you. 
<laughs> but anyway, I agree with you. You know, we need to get rid of these politicians. It's about being representatives. Exactly. We we need less politicians, more statesmen. Yes, sir. So okay, I'm. Let, let's say I'm I'm fresh into all this. I just want to really help my community. I come to you. What's the first piece of advice you're going to give me as a fresh candidate? As a fresh candidate, I would say the first thing you should do um, is either do a press release to your local papers that you're running for office um, or write a letter to the editor um, in your local paper as well that lets you actually write uh, about a specific topic that you're talking about. That's the best way to introduce yourself to the community. So that, that should always be the first step. Either a press release or a letter to the editor. Okay. So... I'm getting my name out there. I'm getting some press so that people know that I'm running for office. What's the what's the next big step? Is it fundraising? Is it door knocking? Do I need to come out with any type of strategy? Sure. So what, what we need – so what every candidate that's new should do is take advantage of all the free stuff first, okay? Make your Facebook page. You know what? Uh, make your website. Uh, do your press releases. Uh, get a team together that you know you can trust um, and then start – Start uh, uh, putting together your first event. Uh, now I'll tell you something. My, when I ran for city council, my first event, we hardly had anyone show up. Okay, but we learned from our mistakes. You know, we learned to advertise a little better. We learned how to uh, target people. We learned how to uh, uh, get people. So our second one, which is which was our biggest, uh, uh, which was I'm sorry, which was our kickoff event uh, in January 20, uh, 2015 was I'm sorry, January twenty fourteen. Uh, we had over a hundred people show up at a uh, at a uh, fundraiser at a restaurant and it was phenomenal you know that's that's when you start taking be taken seriously uh, if once you can get your big event once you can you can get media to come to your events uh they're saying that they're going to come cover you that's that's how you take advantage of uh of um uh throwing punches at whoever's in there and getting your message across but you it all it starts off by introducing yourself in some kind of way with the newspaper your media starting a team having everybody uh pitch in for you um and then start start throwing little fundraisers you have to start off very small whether it's just a meet and greet with coffee uh then you take whatever profit you get from there then you might do a meet and greet with with lunch and then you start doing you start building up until you get dinners you know and that's how you build your war chest but you have to start small and then step number three call daniel herrera and get herrera pack on your side <laughs> you know uh, like i said you know we're happy to help out any anyone who wants to run for office um now, depending on the state, we have to uh, we do have to look at election laws. Um, like over here in North Carolina, we can't we can't do anything in North Carolina yet. We have to, even though we're a federal pack, we have to notify the state uh, that we are going to be spending money here. So um, so we would have to look in every single state election law. Perfect. So final piece of advice above everything else, what's the one thing you think you should tell every candidate that wants to run? My last advice is I know it's hard, but do not give up because what happens here, okay, is when you run for office, it's scary. Okay, I remember when I did it. I was scared. But what happens is you start a conversation. You end up changing the dialogue in the city, you know, or, or whichever office you're running for. It's it's a it's basically a platform where you can go on and you can put your voice in and you're going to have some kind of change. So the biggest thing is do not give up. Give it your best. Do what you have to do. Don't sell out. Okay, that's the biggest thing. Don't sell out. Don't don't just drop out because you feel like you're not going to make any difference. Take it to the end. Even if you don't win, give the guy you're running against a run for his money. Let him know 
that the people who are backing you, that their voices are not going to be lost, that that you are standing up to him or her and you're saying, you know, enough is enough. And these are the people who I'm going to be representing. These are the people who had enough of you. And, you know, if you do not change, this number is going to get bigger. Daniel Herrera, how can people keep up with you and Herrera Pack? They want to follow well, you everything you do. Sure. You know, if, if they ever want to contact us, they can go to our Facebook page, uh, you know, facebook.com slash the Herrera Pack. They can follow us on Twitter uh, at the Herrera Pack, or they can always go to our website, www.herrerapack.com. Perfect. Daniel, thank you so much for coming on the show. I've, I, I've, it's not very often I will go at the end of an episode and say this, but I learned a lot just listening to you. No, and well, that's thanks. phenomenal. We've got to get you back on here. Thank you. Because I, I appreciate I, I appreciate that, the invite. Yeah, not a problem at all. So anyway, folks, that's our show. I'm Remso W. Martinez. Thank you for listening to another installment of the Remso Republic. Take care. Stay connected to Liberty's Rabble Rouser on Facebook and Twitter to stay up to date with the latest episodes, blogs, and other available content. What are you waiting for? Yeah.